craft beer lovers at heart. We brew delicious craft beer that just happens to be non-alcoholic. Our founders, Bill and John, started Athletic because there was nothing like it on the market. They're craft beer lovers who wanted to cut back on alcohol without compromising on flavor. They realized that the innovation and interesting flavors that they love in other craft beers just weren't available in non-alcoholic beer. So they brewed the beer that they wanted to drink. It turns out there were lots of other drinkers looking to moderate or abstain from their alcohol consumption, and they were also thirsty. To keep Athletic flowing to our community of beer lovers, we've expanded our brewery and taproom on the East Coast and just opened a new brewery on the West Coast. High quality, flavorful, award-winning craft. Our award-winning beer brewer and founder, John and co-founder, Bill, brewed hundreds until they perfected a mosaic of brewing processes, changes to make craft beer that just happens to be non-alcoholic. We're proud that Athletic stands shoulder to shoulder with any top alcoholic craft beer in quality and taste, and at only 50 to 70 calories per can. Our brews fit into any beer occasion, so you don't have to compromise your social life or choose between having great beer and keeping your edge. Doing well by doing good. We know that brewing awesome non-alcoholic beer isn't the only way our team can make a positive impact on people's lives. With our Two for the Trails program, we donate 2% of our sales dollars to maintaining trails and parks that are often underserved by government budget shortfalls. These spaces are at the center of getting outside, being active and mindful, and spending time creating memories with friends and family. Lastly, we want everyone to know that we sell beer online at www.athleticbrewing.com and customers get free shipping for orders of two or more six packs. Hi everyone and welcome back to What's Your Line with Greta. Today, in the studio of downtown Salt Lake City, Utah, we have Taylor Brooke Lundquist. AKA Miss Honeybee, AKA TBL, AKA the hottest thing in skiing right now, AKA Taylor. <laughs> Wait, I'm not done yet. She was the first woman to compete in the X Games Real Ski, NewSchoolers.com Women's Skier of the Year, multiple Rail Jam winner, starred in Strictly Productions Bermuda, created an edit with Brady Perrin called Hum. You ski, skate, sometimes snowboard, I've heard you rollerbladed. What sport do you not do? Wow. That was, you're amazing. I don't do a lot of things. I don't wake ski. Or wake, wake skate. Wake skate. Yep. Um, I don't wake ski like you do. Wait, a water ski. Water ski. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. water ski. And probably because you didn't grow up around like lakes. Yeah. Yeah. I actually grew up going to Lake Powell a lot, but... My mom and dad were a big water skier, so you got to teach me because they never did. Whoa! Did you grow up with like a water ski boat like down there in Powell? Um, I wouldn't say it was a water ski boat. I don't really know. Like Chaparral, Sea Rays, are those water ski boats? Yeah, yeah. And was like the weight kind of flat, so when you're going fast behind the boat, did you feel like a big jump or was it kind of just like, ooh, to the other side? I only wakeboarded because my older brother did. Oh, so, I didn't even know you had a brother. Yeah. Oh, I do. What's your brother's name? My brother's name is Tyler. Tyler, is he older? Taylor and Tyler. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's nine years older than me. Wow. Yeah, big, and, big difference. And not a skier or a snowboarder? He used to snowboard, but 
Not seriously. Yeah. yeah. You take skiing very seriously. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> when, when did that start? When I was 12. I grew up in Park City, and a lot of my friends were doing it. And I actually being remember being made fun of for, like, pizzaing down payday because everyone was, like, all good and in programs, and I wasn't. And I was like, Mom. My mom took me skiing when I was two. Like, I've been skiing my whole life. But maybe I wasn't the best at it. And then being being surrounded by those people, I was like, I want to do that. And, like, the pros, too, because payday is the, the first lift at the bottom of Park City or is it the second lift? It is the one next to King's Crown. Right. Yeah. Which used to be the biggest park in Utah, the right. biggest ski and snowboard park, King's Crown, which is no longer, rest in peace, that used to be my favorite park. It and so I shit. was I was doing that, and then you're pizzaing down the road, and you're like, Mom, how come I can't I do, that? do that? Exactly. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. That's when you that's when you first saw like free skiing or like people going off jumps. Totally. Was payday skiing yourself, but before that, you knew nothing about it. For yeah, as far as I can remember, I just Alex Slopey, Joss, they were all my age, and I wanted to. Do what they were doing. So Sage Kotzenberg too. Sage, yep. yep. I just remember Joss and Sage like always talking about video games. Like after they would ski and they're like, Oh, we're gonna go home and play this video game. I'm like, what are these little nerds doing? Like I was just not impressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they were the, obviously the best. Yeah. Olympic gold medalists as well now. So how did you um go from being that little girl doing the pizza to what you're doing now? Being more involved with filming, taking photos and skiing, all that kind of stuff. I think it all started with contests, getting involved in the, it was called Axis Free Ride back in the day. Now it's Park City United. But getting involved with that and growing with that program and wanting to make something out of it. I always have since I was 12. It's been a dream of mine. So now it's real. But you went like a totally different route than the other skiers in your access program they were all focused on the competitions like Shlopey, Joss, Sage you know like sure they did a little bit of filming too but they were very competition focused when did you realize you could become a pro skier beyond just the competition side? I stopped competing four years ago and it always the whole coaching idea kind of got to me as I got older and I've always been one to want to focus on my style rather than like the biggest spin the biggest craziest spin spin to win right so that's always been really important to me and yeah I've just the coaching thing was a little distasteful for me so yeah I stopped competing two three years ago and realized that it wasn't for me it became really stressful and I wanted to take a different approach a different line yeah what's your line exactly (laughs) exactly I think that's what's so awesome about someone like yourself is I just am always so intrigued with people that do something different, like go outside the norm, you know, see their friends, their peers, everyone going one way in a sport. And you're like, actually, I want to go over here. Like, did you realize that when you were 12 that you wanted to be different than them? Or was it just like you were just following your passion? I guess. Yeah. I feel like I was always the girl at the top of the course, blasting my music, like, not really caring, not like stretching before my run. Like I was just trying to have fun and and I felt this serious vibe that I wanted to get out of and 
create my own path. So there's a pretty big like discrepancy. Discrepancy. What's the word I'm looking for? Discrepancy. Uh, <laughs> part, there's a partici- participation imbalance in women's snowboarding and free skiing, uh, like video parts. Why do you think there's so many women snowboarders that are into like filming parts and like shooting themselves where I feel like the free skiers in our little bubble, they're just so focused on this competition. Why do you think there's more freedom and creativity in snowboarding? Totally. That's such a good point. I I don't know. I feel like people like you, people that kind of were in ski movies when I was a kid growing up, kind of left the scene or chose a different path backcountry I feel like that's always a big transition from competition skiing they go into the backcountry and film but there's not a lot of ski films including all of it like they did back in the day Mm -hmm. I think yeah like the the urban parts you know showcasing skiing beyond just like mountaineering or competition skiing exactly yeah so so why, why do you okay why do you think like we're both women and we're skiers why do you think more women snowboarders are into making content than where free skiers like our people aren't really into like filming themselves? Well, again, I think that like Desiree, she's been in the game forever. Uh, Jess Kamara, she's been in the game forever. She opened up Uninvited for the Snowboarder Girls. And a lot of the ski girls kind of just, I don't want to say dropped off, but dropped off and... They didn't continue to make things. They didn't create content. They weren't out there doing things, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, bringing up the girls to do that, you know? Right. There was no one to teach them. Exactly. And that's important, I think. Yes. And that's definitely something I want to do. Well, I'm so sorry that I totally dropped the ball there. (laughs) I I dropped two balls, two boy, baby boys. (laughs) But I'm back now. But I I think that's what it was. I think you just hit the nail on the head because I actually asked the same question to Michelle Parker, who has been big in free skiing for as long as I've been involved. And then she's also continued her career in doing more mountaineering. And, you know, she started her Originate series. And I asked her the same question, like, why is there not, like, people making like stories about women jumping and like doing things she's like there kind of is there's the blondes Mm -hmm. out in tahoe so there's like three of them but then the rest they're just like there is nothing and i think what you're saying is there was like in women's snowboarding we had leanne pelosi marie francois uh hannah beeman like even annie like just all these legends that I would say, like, took people out in the backcountry with them and then, like, showed them, like, this is a camera. Like, this is how you do it. Jess Kamara, like, she created the movie The Uninvited 2, which was insane. And that's kind of where I thought I saw the disparity. I was like, there was, like, 80, maybe it wasn't 80, at least 50 women snowboarders sliding rails. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, this does not exist in women's skiing and why. But I think you just said it. That's what happened. Yeah, I think that's a big, big part of it. So how did you get into filming? Like you had these edits online. There's Mm -hmm. a bunch of like Vimeo edits of you. It's actually like a filmer named Idolo. What is that about? Is that Idolo like Henrik or is that (laughs) someone else? (laughs) Okay, like I said, I have always focused on style. Henrik's obviously the style god. So I thought a good name for myself would be Idola. (laughs) Idola, that was you, that's amazing. It's embarrassing. No, it's okay, it's fine. But yeah. So you, you're the Idala 
behind the Vimeo edits that you created. That was so long ago. I should delete those. So no, they you don't should get not. They're, they're amazing. Like this. No, I, I loved it. But like, who? How did you get like your friend to film you? Um, on those days because you're like probably 17 16 back in the day maybe even 15 yeah these. we just loved skiing wanted to do something with it just skied every day I actually didn't go to like one class my junior year so I would just go ski in high school yeah yeah you just went up to Park City and just skied and then yep. was it like a friend of yours that would film you like how did you like I'm trying to get like how did you get someone to film you that's like my question it was actually my ex-girlfriend okay she just would like follow you and then you would edit it yourself back home I don't even remember it was i I remember us having like a flip camera do you know what those are yes like it, a, had, it was like a camera that you held and then it, you like turned it and it had like like a little visual thing out yeah that, that's what just that was like a little square piece of crap camera that we thought I think it was before GoPro was even a thing and the quality is still great Taylor I mean these <laughs> you should not take these videos down whatsoever because I was really impressed oh, I was like thank you she was making these these are amazing <laughs> you're <Yeah>. so sweet <laughs> and I like Vimeo too because you can like record anything and use any music you want right I don't know I, I feel like they don't take it down I think Vimeo is like YouTube's the one that's a little more strict yes They'll take your video down. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Thank you. That means a lot from me coming from you. So. What, what? What? Just saying. My videos? videos were. Oh yeah. Well, I think that I think that's what's important is you got to get the edits out there and you got to get the content and I think people want to know like how how did you do it? How did you become like the only women's like at least street skier that's ever existed right now? Like yeah. that's your career. And there's no one that's done it before you. You've done it. Like, sure, I slid rails, but I wasn't like, I'm staying in the streets. You know, I was like, powder, powder princess. <laughs> but I'll come, I'll come down if it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not too cold. Gosh, I feel like back in the day, girls were hitting street, though. Yeah, you, yeah we were. We Sarah, were. Yeah, Michelle. Yeah. yeah, all of us. Oh, my gosh. But, but you were like, this is too hardcore. I've hit enough stairs. Yeah, for me, it was... Um, I mean, I, I'm still into it. I'm, I still want to go out with you. Like, fine, say, let's go. I mean, I know it's summertime now, but <laughs> next fall, boom, I'll be there. Okay, just, love it. Yeah. It just was more, for me, I like doing it. I like doing it all. Like, I love the jumping. I like the competition. But I, I do love powder a lot, too. But now, you know, because I'm getting back into doing the tricks again, it is really fun to land a trick. And I, what I love the most is seeing the photo or the video after. Mm-hmm. Like, I just love being like, we did that. Totally. Do you get that same type of feeling? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a, that's what I love about filming is it's so creative and you can work so hard until you get exactly what you want. And that's a really cool aspect of it. Before you hit like a spot, do you know exactly what you want to do or does it come as your session in it? That's a big problem in urban skiing. I feel like is you look at something, you have a picture you look at it on Google Maps and you're like, I want to do this. And you get there, you build it, and you have all these different things to work with and it's a lot harder than what you I mean, what you think you can do. So I like to challenge myself and just get there, build it, have fun on it, and then Whatever yeah, happens, happens. Exactly. Yeah. Were you creative as a child? Like were you into drawing, art, anything like that? Clay? Nope, I wanted wanted to be outside, on my bike, on my rollerblades, yeah. So how did you, like, 
grow into this person with all this style and like design eye because I feel like I'm looking at you now like you're always you always have like the right thing on if not like five years ahead of me for sure (laughs) how where do you get your inspiration from or am, I, am I just really old? Uh, you're not old. To, yeah. I was thinking the same thing when you picked me up at Starbucks. I was like, wow, she looks so like urban and city-like. So I was thinking the same thing about you. I, I put my city clothes on. Yeah. I totally did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but really, like where do you go to like certain stores? Like do you read certain magazines? No, I don't read a lot of magazines. I guess it's kind of just like a skate style I don't really yeah I don't know I like to be comfortable Sean Pettit gave me this which is huge yeah this is his brand I love Sean Pettit him and I used to be um teammates on Oakley the longest time I've known him since he was just a little boy literally a nine-year-old boy so cool yeah now he's grown into this man that's creating brands like Superproof, which is so cool and he's every snowboarder's favorite snowboarder Big inspo for me. Sean Pettit is every snowboarder's favorite snowboarder. I like to say that. He's my favorite snowboarder. It's pretty rad. So. Well, he has similar stuff, too. Like, he likes old vintage cars. He's always been kind of kind of into fashion. I didn't know too much, but now he seems, like, crazy into it. Yeah. He's a cool guy. Yeah. Big inspiration for me. But you're not, like, super inspired to go to, like, Whistler and hit the big pillows and stuff and the powder or that's just that's coming up i would love to that's the next step just don't know enough it's scary out there i would love a mentor or i need to educate myself as well but it's definitely a big dream of mine yeah i could see you doing the tricks that you do out there making it look really good i'd love to do that i think we should just do this i think it's in my cards let's um yeah write some goals down after this Deal. I'm into that. John, because I, again, back to the the mentoring, helping, I think it's it's so important. It's so important. What are you doing to help the next generation coming up? Because now you're becoming more senior, too. It's definitely what... Established is the word I tried <laughs> <Senior>. to use. <laughs> it's definitely what I want to do. It, it's not like I didn't feel that from other people, legends in the sport. But I kind of did, like, and maybe that's because I was shy and intimidated, but I'd see Ashley Battersby all the time, and I'd just be like, but I would have killed to ski with her, and I'm pretty sure I saw you there, like, at King's Crown, flying in the air. But um, that's super important to me, and I want to create certain, I don't know what yet, like, for instance, the whole X Games real ski stuff. I was the first female and that shouldn't we shouldn't be competing against the guys and with with the new format it makes a lot of sense to have a full girls division. So, I'm going to write ESPN a little letter and um try and get that going. And I want to work with shejumps.org, get underprivileged girls maybe. So, Andy Perry does tell a friend tour, gets a bunch of kids to come ski with him and the crew gives him pizza has a lot of fun with him and that's what Andy does for a living and he contacted me and he's like look I get one or two girls like we need to change this so I'd love to push that um, work with underprivileged kids that can't afford to go ski so I'm 
trying to brainstorm a bunch of things how I can make all that happen. That's awesome. Because we live in this place, Salt Lake City, and there's about 2 million people that live in this valley, and so many of them never get a chance to even come up to the mountains or even exactly. like be in the snow. And mm-hmm. just we have a lot of a lot of things to give here. That's totally. amazing. Proud of you. Yeah, just got just to gotta put it into action just now. Just got to sit in front of that computer for a few hours. <laughs> yeah. Our favorite thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, we talked about style. We talked about clothes. We didn't talk about, though, um, three things in the style department. So in skiing right now, specifically park skiing, it's the rolled-up pant. And I talked to Dash Long. He was the first episode of this season earlier, and we were talking about the rolled-up pant. I'm like... I don't get it. I just don't understand. Like, I guess just what they do. It's like more of like a rollerblader, rollerblader style, whatever. But then I went skiing with you and I did it. And I was like, oh, this makes sense. Because the next day I went skiing, I did not roll up my pants and Taylor. I was sliding a rail and my uh, brake binding got latched onto my pant. And I was like stuck on the rail with my pant. Is that why you do it? So like, it's like a safety thing, right? Totally. It's not just fashion. It's not fashion. I, I mean... I guess maybe I saw someone do it, and I was like, that looks cool. Like, kind of like when joggers were cool back in the day. I mean, five years ago, three years ago, whatever that is. Still cool. But you're constantly lifting when your pants aren't rolled down. You're constantly lifting lifting it up to put your binding on. And I have had instances where my pants get stuck on my brake. Yep. So, safety precaution. My new rule of thumb is when I'm in the park, I roll up my pants. Just is what I do now. And it's fine. People are like, oh, she's 15. That's great. Instead of 34. <laughs> Which I like. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> what about the tiny hats? <laughs> Who started that trend? Definitely not me. <laughs> I think it was like some New York. Oh, yeah. Um, right. Hipster it, vibe. I think it started somewhere up in Brighton and then went to New York and came back. <laughs> I feel like all the fashion trends start at Brighton first and then go out. Okay. That's just my... Yeah, that I, makes sense. I have traveled the United States and seen a lot of things. <laughs> that's what I've seen. Now it's like the big hats. Oh, oh see, I'm already behind. Right, with the... Yeah. Like the fleece hats, like yeah. way over your head. Right. It's going back to the... I used to call them condom hats. Yes. You know what that's I'm what they're saying? called. Yeah. Yep. Condom hats. Yep. So what's after the condom hat? Good question. It's probably going to go back to tiny hats. Right. I don't know. I just have such a big head. I can't wear a tiny hat. <laughs> it just does not make my face look great. Some people say it's okay, but I don't know. Doesn't I'm look. sure you could pull it off. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but thank you. Okay, I want to go into uh, back into creating content. And this past season, you were able to film with your friend, Gavin Rudy, a.k.a. at Bite of Toast. He also made or helped make the Strictly movie last year for yeah. Nuda, right? Mm-hmm. And you picked him to be your filmer for Real Ski. How did how did you meet him originally? How did I meet him? I met him at IF3, I believe. He was doing a series with Jonah Williams and Ethan Swadberg. Is Jonah Williams the one that just did that crazy trick up at Park City yesterday? On the or, S-rail? Yeah. Yeah. That's him. He did the... S and then the 360 swap down. Yeah. That's Jonah Williams. Shout out. He's very cool. Very styly. Yeah. Really good guy. But we want to talk about Gavin Rudy. Gavin Rudy. So I met him at IF3. He was creating all that stuff with those two boys. And then Jacob Calligan was also his filming with him. I think we were staying at the same place maybe. And we ended up getting close 
Windell's 2016 or 17. He was the filmer there. We were we were living right next door to each other. And he started doing the Strictly stuff, and that was kind of the big reason why I wanted to hit the streets. What what makes you pick him to be your filmer? Like, what do you like about him? He's just one, we get along really well. He's really easy to communicate with. He will say what he needs to say. If he's having a problem, he's not afraid to say it. It's super important in a athlete-filmer dynamic, I think. And, yeah, it was... He's talented, and it was Brady or Gavin, and Brady ended up being busy with some other things, and Gavin, not that it, because Brady was busy, I picked Gavin, but it just ended up working like that because that's how the universe works, but. I think that's so cool how you had, like, I think two of the coolest, like, visual, like, cinematographers in skiing right now, and you got to pick between the two of them. Basically, I know things didn't work out because someone had a different project, but that's got to feel pretty cool that people actually want to film you, right? Totally. It's unreal. It's so, it's so crazy. I remember Brady coming up to me when I first met him. It was like an Armada premiere and he came up to me and was just lighting a fire under my ass. And I'm like, what? You're like my favorite filmer. (laughs) So super cool. But you guys had the same, yeah, you have the same chemistry. And I think that's super important when you're picking a filmer is number one, you want to hang out with them. And then number two for me was they have to get the shot. Yeah. So they miss the shot. That's like the worst. It is. That's harsh. Yeah, Gavin, they're both super on it. So how and how was it filming Real Ski this year? Was it harder than you thought? Or was it like, because you guys started early back in November, October, I don't even know. I feel like that was the hardest part just sitting waiting for it to snow anywhere in the u.s like especially with the covid thing it was really hard we couldn't just hop on a plane to go somewhere with snow we'd have to hop in the car and drive so also it, there was not a lot of snow happening in november or at december or january so yeah, I feel like there was only that one time maybe in February in Salt Lake City that we actually got snow down here to even do anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Were you out there when we did get snow? Yes. Yeah. Yep, definitely. So that was the hard, that was the hardest part. I mean, we worked really well together. We had a lot of helping hands, and it was a really, really special experience. And then moving forward to next year and the next season – How do you start planning and figuring out what you want to do next? It's hard with what's going on in the world right now, but I have some things written down that I want to get done. Yeah, I want to push the X Games women's real ski. It'd be really special. It'd be really special to be in it again. They should also have like an X Games rail jam during the event, right? Okay, they did for snowboarding. For men. And Maria Thompson too. was there because she was in real ski. So she was the only one that was allowed to I'm do it? I'm pretty sure. Two, yes. year, two, three years ago? Yep. Maria Thompson's been on the podcast, too, before. Okay. Yeah. She's a badass. Yeah, from Denmark. Yeah, she's really cool. <laughs> Sweetheart. And lives in Canada now. And a mom, too, which I was yeah. like, she is actually the one that lit the fire in my butt. My brother was like, because my brother, Canute Elias, and he's um, Nitro Snowboards team manager, and he's like, 
Greta, you got to get Maria Thompson on your podcast. Like, she's this mom that just, like, throws down in the streets, like, just gets annihilated. And I'm like, what? How? Like, doesn't she have a baby to go home to? And she's like, she doesn't care. Like, you have to go ask that woman what's going on. And I did. I'm like, we have the exact same brain. I just wasn't connected to it again. So she helped me, like, realign, which was so amazing. That's awesome. Again, mentor. She showed me it could be done. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Now I know. Great. Okay, here I am. That's what's so special about our community it's out there but we just got to talk more and communicate and help bring each other up especially us ladies yes yep okay so back to x games we got to get for sure another video contest for i mean how you can't compete against the men that's just like that's just going back in time like we need to talk about it like how far back it just doesn't make sense at all totally they just need to be creating more opportunities yeah, more events, more things you can win in. Do you think it's going to be like the companies, like the brands, like all those sponsors of the X Games, are they the ones that are going to have to push this? Or do you think it's X Games that decides? Do you know what I mean? Like the big, like those big sponsors. Are Wendy's. they the ones? Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> no. Do they have anything vegan at Wendy's? I'm a vegan, so I don't think I can go there. I don't think so. Fries? <laughs> I can have But fries. it's probably dipped in the probably has chicken that's been deep fried in the oil you know so that's pretty taylor that's good it's totally true and now i know that and now i can't do that <laughs> i have now been getting know. yeah not that you should be eating that much fried food anyways but true. now i know thanks for yeah yeah but okay yeah. so but you're gonna go and i feel like everyone out there anyone listening if you want to see this you gotta just start communicating whatever your platform is write letters write emails make phone calls exactly just keep asking can't just sit yeah, can't sit back and wait for it all to happen. Yeah, it. I think it's the ESPN guys, the people, big guys in charge. I think that's who. Be a few women up there, right? You think, or you think they're all men still? <laughs> I don't know. I would assume they're all men, but just write them a letter. Um, Chris Schuster, he's really sweet. Yeah, Talk he, to he, him. He was around um, back in my day. Yeah. He invited me to my first X Games. Exactly. He's still there. Yeah, still there. So he, Chris Schuster, we are going to be talking. (laughs) Get some, at least an email from me or two. Yep. Yeah, because I totally agree. If you don't create like any type of like event or it's never going to happen. Definitely. Yeah, got to push it. So that letter will be happening very soon. So they're ready to do it next year, hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) And then um, how do we make this content or like this pool of like skiers like you how do we make more of you basically in our industry well I talked to so many girls that are like what that's so cool I want to do that and it's a really hard thing to do by yourself you have to have a crew I mean it's totally possible to do it by yourself but it's a lot of work uh gotta set up a tripod it's just not what you're looking for you got to build the whole thing by yourself and then ski it and then get the trick you want it could take you two days so you got to reach out to your people go out have fun but there's a lot of learning there's a lot of you got to have experience and people kind of guide you through it all I didn't I learned from a lot of friends and I'm still learning so I think I need to establish or just hit more girls up and get them out there and 
be open to people, like open up my DMs and be like, it snowed, let's go and invite all the girls or create something like the uninvited in the ski side and snowboard side. That's that's what I'm trying to do is just include as many girls as I can. Would you, are you going to make a contest too, you think, of some sort? Uh, that would be really cool. My idea two years ago was to go up to Brighton, stay in the little cabin there, talk to Jared about this, have a bunch of my friends and some girls that I really respect in the industry, maybe that I haven't befriended yet, but have us all stay in the little cabin, have them build us a park, go up in the around Brighton, build jumps, build fun little jibs, not like these massive jumps, but something playful with the rocks, like then have them build us a park. So that was my idea and then COVID hit. So I would love to do that. And then not necessarily a contest, but reward someone for MVP or like style and and not, I think the last thing we need to do is discriminate and be like, oh, you're last and she's first, so. Have you heard of Formation, the mountain biking contest they did down in Virgin, Utah two years ago? Is that the all women's mountain biking crew went down there? Okay. And it, was, um, it wasn't a contest. Mm-hmm. It just like they had like a digger, a rider, and then maybe like a photographer. And then it was just more of like collaborating with each other and be like, oh, she's building that jump over there. Like, I want to go build something over here. And then it's like working together to create something. I think that's kind of what you're saying about this ski thing. Definitely. Yeah. And Brighton is just so amazing. Shout out Jared Winkler. Amazing human. He was um, the head digger at Wendell's when I used to go there. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard he's been around for a while. Yeah. And he grew up in West Valley. Yeah. Over in Kearns with my friend Shannon Yates, who I was just filming with for Warren Miller. She's okay. a free ride world tour snowboarder champion she's also 44 10 years older than me and they they grew up together and then yeah they're in the mountains so again back to those kids we want to get from the west valley all over back up into the mountains but i think that's what you're saying is creating some sort of event where everyone can like work together you can kind of see how things work and then you can go back to your respectful homes and then keep doing that at your mountain exactly i think that's important there's not enough ladies in the sport and we need to build each other up What's your thoughts on action sports in general and, like, specifically girls' and women's action sports? Do you even like calling it action sports? Yeah, totally. Yeah, there's just, I mean, skateboarding's blowing up. There's so many girl skaters, and they're not getting the respect. They are starting to, but it took a long time. There's a lot of them, so equal prize money. All of that. Include them in all the contests. Get an X Games real skate for females. Like, there's so many girls that are capable of doing that. Why aren't you such... Why isn't such a big corporation putting the money into that? So... Right. Like, what? what's stopping them? Girls skaters are killing it, too. Girl skiers, girl snowboarders, girl mountain bikers, girls in action sports are pushing the limits so hard these days. Surfing, everything. Yeah. Support us like you do the men. Yeah. Or else there's going to be... Backlash. Yeah, and and only 10, versus the two, 10 females versus the 200 men. That's just a random number I'm throwing out, but... It's what you see when you're out there. Yeah. Yeah. So... 
Do you think in our lifetime we're going to see it like finally be equal in some way? Yeah. Tell. Do you feel like it's changing a lot from when you were doing this? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Not at the same rate that I thought it was going to go. I really thought everyone wanted to slide a rail and like go off jumps and stuff and skiing. But then I realized not everyone can go skiing. And I was like, oh, shoot, that accessibility part is like a hard thing. But yeah, definitely. But with skate skating, you know, it's just like all you got to get is a skateboard and some shoes right. and mm-hmm. you can just go. Yeah. And a helmet. <laughs> and a helmet. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I see it changing, but it's still like we're still so action sports. Like, as I see this every year when I go to um, the Salute to Women in Sports in New York City for the Women's Sports Foundation, and they bring like every single top female athlete in the world to this like one dinner. And there's just so many traditional sport athletes, and there's just a few of us action sports. And that's where I'm like, what's what's going on there? That's when I, but I, I feel like there's a lot of us out there, but maybe, again, the corporations aren't like bringing yeah. everyone in. Yeah, that's interesting. And again, the accessibility, you're not, I mean, you go to Park City and there's a skate program at this high school, there's a action sports stuff, there's Woodward right there, like, I feel like it just depends where you grow up. You go to any school, you're gonna, you're gonna do, you're gonna have a soccer team. You're gonna have a basketball team. Tennis, so. yeah, great point. Yeah, it's interesting stuff, though. Mm-hmm. But I, I, yeah, just me as a person, like I would love to be able to do more and like invite more girls up on the mountain and, or not even skiing, but just like in sports in general, like teach them how to kick a soccer ball or something. It's just it's so important. Sports are an incredible power. Definitely. Well. I would love to help. Let's collab. <laughs> we have so much to do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Staying on task here. little history of women's skiing. Do you, you've been able to work with your ski sponsor, Line Skis, in designing a ski called the Honeybee, right? I didn't design the ski. I designed the graphic. The gra- okay. But, yes. That's similar to my pro model lifestyle, too. Yeah, I was given a pro model when I think I was like 16, 17 with Armada called the ARW. Did not design the ski, but designed the graphic. Mm-hmm. I put a naked man on my ski. What did you put on your ski? Oh, I remember that. Um, I put my friend Tim Woodruff. He designs these really cool guys called the Hoodoos. And he... Wait, guys or skis? Guy, like uh, cartoony, like, I mean, guys, girls, things, whatever. He, oh, he's the artist. He's the dress. artist. Yeah. Yeah, he has this website called the hoodoo tribe.com and he's very artistic he makes art on skateboards on canvas on everything that he can pretty much check it out hoodoo tribe.com but yeah we just collaborated he doodled up some hoodoo people and that's how it went down yeah we just talked for a couple days and kind of said what colors I wanted and he designed the guys and that's how yeah well going back (laughs) into our industry like think of how many male pro models there have been in skiing and snowboarding and I have a list here of I I counted yours as one even though I know it's not an official one but it was like one we think I still have to interview her but Susie Chaffee she was the one sponsored by Chapstick she said I'm Susie Chapstick and then she'd do it Anyways, the first person I ever saw, like, be a professional skier. Marie Martinon, she had a ski with Dina Starr. She actually had a picture of her face on the ski. Like, her body was amazing. Cool. Myself with the ARW Armada. Ashley Battersby, vocal. 
and then Taylor, I, th I thought you had the ski, but that's literally five in the last 25, probably 30 years with Susie. Exactly. That's what I saw. And I was like, I mean, I've been pushing the line TM for a couple years now being like, we need to do something because I saw your ski, skied on your ski and skied on Ashley's ski. And you guys are a big influence to me, and that's something that I wanted to achieve. And um, I'm working on getting full redesign, and I would love, I mean, I would love to get into all of that. Because so. I think that would really help, too, that next generation coming up, seeing, like, a professional skier and then seeing her name on a ski and then dreaming one day, I could do that. You know, I think, like Billie Jean King says, you have to see it to believe it. And by creating more of these opportunities, by creating these products, that really that really motivates people to totally. do things in their lives. Exactly. So companies, let's just start making more women-specific stuff and really celebrate the athletes you have on your team because they are your brand. Definitely. And that's what's going to sell skis is the face. It's not... Again, it's not even what the ski is. We didn't even design the ski, but we designed what it looked like, and that was enough. Totally. That needs to change as well. On this note, I have a, a TBL uh, full tilt boot coming out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Tell us more. This is huge. Yeah, so huge. Well, I bing, mean... bing, bing, bing. <laughs> Ladies Air and horn. gentlemen, TBL full tilt boot coming out fall 2020. What? Two? To this this year, this next season. That's amazing. Yeah, that's never been done cool. before. Yeah, no one's ever had a pro model boot. Yeah, I'm. I know I'm you've barely wild. made my pro model ski list, but no <laughs> one has ever had a pro model boot. Super wild. That's uh, huge. Yeah, crazy. I mean, Henrik and Phil and Tom Wallish are the the full tilt pro legends. So I was like, we gotta yeah, but get a girl on there. I mean, as a female Hello. skier too, no one wants to buy a guy's boot and wear a guy's boot. Like we are totally built completely different mm -hmm. and we'd like different things yeah it's insane that it's taken this long but i'm so proud of you for finally making that happen thank you i'm i'm hyped to yeah hyped to i want to help the ladies so hyped to be doing that do you think you'll start your own brand at some point not like this weekend but like right, eventually right. is that something like do you like designing clothes and things like that i think it'd be really cool to do something i don't know if it's clothes or what it'll be, but it would, yeah, that would be a really cool opportunity. I'm going to make Greta gum, so watch <laughs> yes. out for my product dropping soon. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Every podcast, everyone's got to chew it the whole time. <laughs> and then do the pop. <laughs> got to make bubbles. <laughs> Greta gum. Oh, we're having too much fun. <laughs> okay, some rapid <laughs> questions. Quick answers, but definitely go farther if you want to. These are kind of tough. Poles or no poles? No poles. Twin tip or one directional skis? Twin tip. Goggles over helmet or under? Under. Worst trend <laughs> in skiing? Oh, God. Tell this us. This is not rapid. This one, we have time. Oh, uh, shit. Worst trend in skiing, Taylor? I'm really hating the massive baggy pants people are wearing. Like... Not 2009 baggy, but, like, way baggier than that. Bella Bacon baggy? Yeah. <laughs> Bella, we're not hating. We're not hating. <laughs> not You're hating. amazing. You're, like, you probably Do know you. way more than we know. Do you? But I understand, like, that parachute one. Yeah, parachute pants. Hip-hop or EDM? Hip-hop. Going big or going home? Going big. 
Dawn Patrol or Night Skiing? Dawn Patrol? Like, <laughs> or, like waking up really early? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they, that's like the dads do here. You know, they wake up before work, they go Dawn Patrol or like surfing before they gotta oh, go to work. Yeah, This no, is like 4 a.m. stuff. Night, Woodward Night Skiing for sure. Dog or cat? Dog. Bubbles or no gas? Bubbles? You know, like in your drink. Yeah. <laughs> Bubbles. Yeah, that was the answer. <laughs> Just trying to help you. Vegan or steakhouse? V- I'm going to say vegan. I've recently stopped eating meat and fish after watching Sea Spiracy. So. How long ago did you watch this documentary about the oceans and the fish? Two weeks ago. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it took, really. I didn't even watch the fish one. I know I can't watch it because I love dolphins so much and, like, animals. And just, I still think of Hayden Panettiere, like, a long time ago. There was this movie called The Cove where she was saving the dolphins, just, like, crying on the surfboard. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that would be me. Just hysteric for months. Yeah, terrible. I was so upset. So, yeah, no more. No steakhouse. Yeah, no steakhouse. No more. Because those baby calves. Anyways, you can choose what you want, listener. Do what you want. But vegan for you today. Vegetarian. So going into this next season, we're just wrapping up 2021 ski season. Are you still skiing right now or are you kind of like over it? I'm I'm skiing. I'm enjoying the springtime. But also trying to get it back into skating and biking. And I'm kind of over skiing and just want to take a break. So it's nice to sit down, relax, think of all these ideas that we have just talked about today and take a break how do you stay fit like i know you do all these different activities but do you go to like the gym like do you do sit-ups push-ups stuff like that yeah i don't really like the gym i'm super out of shape right now but skateboarding is huge for me stretching at home doing yoga with adrian on youtube um things at home save a little money you know, is yoga with Adrienne free on YouTube? It is, yeah. I'll check her. She, I did a yoga this morning with Birdie, so I want to... Is that free? It's free, too. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Things like that. Push-ups, sit-ups, little Nike Fit workouts on my phone, things like that. But you're probably more get strong by doing the actual activity. Totally. I... I yeah. <laughs> or try to. Yeah. yeah. I don't get very interested in working out too much, so... I like the thrill, the adrenaline that skating and skiing gives me. So, I'm trying to get into skating too more. Um, I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm, I think there's a reason the snow melts, and it's for us to do different things in different seasons. Even though you can go skiing in the summer too, which is awesome. Another privilege we have, but it's nice to change it up. Definitely. It, it gets hard when your mind and body is doing a repetitive activity and and it's your job you gotta switch it up or you can go crazy a little bit so it's important for sure yeah I was just thinking I've gone skiing 103 days this year which is insane I've never skied that much in my entire life and I had 56 water ski days wow last season last summer and I was just thinking about walking my dog this morning I'm like you know what it's okay if I don't I'll go like a couple more times this spring because then I'm just ready like come fall Hit that rail again in my yard. Yeah. I'll probably build a new one. <laughs> Let me help. Yeah. I would love to learn how to build a rail. I've built a few, but they're hard. 
Like welding a rail or? No, 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 just like. PVC. PVC, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Not going to weld. It's insane. <laughs> Taylor, thank you so much for coming on today. Any shout outs to your sponsors? Anything you want to say to the people that listen to What's Your Line with Greta? Thanks for having me, Greta. It's an honor. Seriously, looked up to you my whole life. So so cool that you have came back, and I'm grateful for that. Thanks to all my sponsors. Who are they? They are Line, DeKine, Smith, Full Tilt, Brighton Resort. And which sponsor have you been with the longest? Line and Full Tilt, I think. At what age? I forgot to ask. Were you sponsored by them? Um, I you, was... 12 is like when you were at Payday, and you were looking at the jumps, and you're like, <laughs> one day... And here you are. I think five, four or five years ago is when, yeah, when I was signing contracts with them. So, got to sign those contracts. And you can always cross out things in the contracts, listener, too. Don't worry about that. You need to make it your own contract. Never <laughs> sign a standard contract. Always negotiate. Business law. <laughs> Thank you, Taylor, for joining me today on What's Your Line with Greta. It was so much fun talking skiing with you and the future of non-traditional women's sports. I believe we are in good hands with creative people like you. And I can't wait to get out there with you more, whether it's skiing or at the skate park or maybe one day at a tattoo parlor. We did not get to that question of how many tattoos you have. How many do you have, Taylor? Too many to count. Okay. (laughs) And thank you for listening today. If you like what you heard, please, please make sure you click subscribe and review this podcast. Thank you for tuning in and supporting my incredible guests. The reason I started this podcast was to tell the stories of fascinating people I've met in my life, bring them on the show, and ask them questions about how and why they pick their lines. Also, to find out what they're working on today and how we can support them. Until next time, what's your line?